Welcome back to another Youth-Centered Podcast. This is Rick Gorman, Director of North Andover Youth Services. And today I have a very special guest. Um, as adults, we sometimes, as we get older, start to be recognized more as because of our children and not necessarily left. So for years I was known as Rick Gorman, and now in lots of circles I'm known as Michael Gorman's father. So my guest today is, uh, is my son, Michael Gorman, who is a graduate of Anna Maria College in 2015. And he started a program when he was in high school, actually, um, called TMF, which is the Movement Family. Um, and we're going to find out what it, how it all got started, uh, why it got started, and listen to a number of the different things that, that he's doing with a very dedicated and passionate group um, of what I call changing the world one day at a time. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Thanks for having me on the show. So, Michael, you're becoming a little bit of a pro on uh, radio shows and uh, newspaper clippings uh, of the TMF. Uh, if I remember correctly, TMF started uh, your senior year going off to uh, Anna Maria College. Tell us a little bit, like, what was the whole concept of TMF and how did it all begin? So I just graduated from Methuen High School 2011. I was about 18 years old. Um, growing up, I had the family support, had a mom, had a, had a father there for me. But um, a lot of uh, my peers, um, they didn't have that support system. So I think it kind of hurt me um, overall. Um, to see that, see them go down the wrong road um, while I was kind of on, you know, a better path. Um, so it kind of, you know, led me to TMF, the movement family. Um, started it, like I said, just finished my senior year of high school. I had many uh, diverse, at-risk um, young adults. And, um, you know, it just started with, I would say, about eight, eight TMF members. And from word of mouth after the first year, I think we had over, over 100 individuals. Um, overall TMF, you know, it just started with like a simple run just to build like determination and motivation into these kids' heads. But, uh, then we tried to make TMF, um, a little more meaningful, um, into a life aspect. Um, and now you look at it, you know, seven years later, it's still up and running. We have a meeting once a week at the Lowell VFW and, um, it's just an escape for a lot of these kids. Um, it's a way out. It's a way to meet together, set goals for each other, do a lot of outreach, and just try to be there for one another. So when you first started this, it was a lot of uh, working out, as you said, getting some kids into shape and field trips and, and things like that and exposing kids to things that maybe they hadn't been exposed before. And then you went off to Anna Maria College and studying social work and uh, a recruited uh, basketball player played four years of basketball at Anna Maria um, really tough being a full-time student athlete, but you were able to keep TMF going during those four years of being away at college. How did you do that, and and how, when did you do all that? So being a student athlete, um, it's it can be very time-consuming. You have to make sure you have balance, you know, going to school, getting an education, you know, playing basketball. It's kind of like a full-time job in itself, but I made sure I actually ran TMF on the, in the summers. So I think I started it probably every end of May, and I would wrap it up at the end of August. Um, so it was more of a summer program for, I would say, the first four years of TMF. Um, and then after, you know, graduating from Anna Maria, coming back home, I've been able to actually do TMF year-round, which I know the kids have benefited from greatly and appreciate it. And you did uh, also, during the holidays during college, you um, you actually did a number of different things. And uh, 
I remember you started uh, Christmas Under the Bridge. What was all that about? Yeah, so coming home for uh, Christmas break, one of the few times we are able to come home for a week or two, um, we decided that Christmas on the streets would actually be a good idea. You know, it's tough. Holidays can be tough. A lot of people with families. But a lot of those people on the streets don't really have families. So, you know, driving down, for example, Broadway Street in Lawrence, you see many of these homeless individuals just out there in the street. So me and a few TMF members decided, like, it would be a good idea to, you know, get donations of presents, um, grab hot chocolate, uh, go to Dollar Tree, get a uh, Christmas tree, and put a Christmas tree under every bridge in Lawrence, uh, the middle bridge near the Clatter Pub, the Green Duck Bridge, uh, the Jackson Street Bridge, and uh, Christmas morning, we would actually wrap those presents, bring the hot chocolate, bring board games, and we would just spend our Christmas morning with them before even spending with our own families. So it was meaningful for the TMF kids to be able to see that. It was definitely eye-opening. It was pretty amazing. The Boston Herald actually on Christmas morning uh, had an uh, article on their front page uh, about you and what you did with Christmas Under the Bridge. And uh, due to that, you were actually honored by the NCAA uh, for community service. Uh, what was that like getting that award? Oh, it was an honor. Um, I'm grateful just to know that that actually that magazine, NCAA magazine, was sent throughout many different colleges throughout the country. Um, and it meant a lot for those kids knowing that they're doing something special and, you know, they're getting recognized for it. So it made them feel good inside. It made me so happy knowing that this program really is working. And uh, these individuals in TMF, they're just learning a lot about themselves, but also, you know, the world out there and how, you know, you know, everyone deserves to feel loved out there and deserves to feel special. That's great. As you graduated Anna Maria College in 2015 with a bachelor's degree in, in social work, um, what are you doing now? The last three years, you've had a couple of different jobs uh, in, the, in the field. Um, tell us a little bit about those jobs and what, what are days like for you professionally? Not all the volunteer stuff you do, but what it's like professionally. So, like you said, I actually got the um, the degree in social work. I grew in love with the um, the addiction aspects of it. I actually did an internship my senior year of college at Motivating Youth Recovery, also known as MIR in the Worcester area. It's um, one of the few adolescent detox in uh, even New England. And uh, it was 13 to 18-year-olds struggling with opiate use. So to be able to go there, experience these young adults dealing with you know, such a tough problem, it made me even grow more passionate about the fields. Um, after graduation, my, I got my first job at Tuxbury Detox. Um, that was an amazing experience. You know, detox can be a very tough time for adults going through that situation and being able to work with them on a one-on-one -on -one level and also be able to teach groups. And then currently, I'm actually working at the Methadone Clinic over at Spectrum in Haverhill. And, you know, working in an outpatient um, setting is... Uh, it's very interesting, you know, you get to work with clients on an everyday basis. Um, it's just amazing to be able to, you know, sit one-on-one -on -one with someone who's dealing with a life and death situation, you know, on a daily basis, you know, behind closed doors and just their emotions pouring out to you. It uh, makes you feel grateful, you know, where I am in my life and just having, being able to work with them to try to get back on a sober life and back on their own two feet. Uh, it's meaningful meaningful that's great professionally you've uh you're now going to back for your master's degree going back to Anna Maria a great place for you and uh, into their master's of social work program 
Um, tell us a little bit about that. When are you starting, and, and what's your hopes of getting a master's degree? So I honestly can't wait to go back to school. Uh, I've been out of school for a couple of years now. I'm just so ready to go back, you know, continue my education. I want to keep working my way up the pedestal, um, you know, continue to, you know, grow in this field, um, you know, check out my options, see, you know, what the future holds to me. But I know education is important. Um, my family has always engraved that into my head, you know, especially for the social work field. And I'm um, just looking forward to it. You know, started in the summer. Um, I have a lot of good peers at Anna Maria, a big support system with the teachers and the staff there. They've always treated me very special there. Um, and just looking forward to it and just ready to continue the journey. So outside of your 40-plus hours a week working at Spectrum, you continue to do the TMF and all of your different volunteer aspects. It's turned into a number of different speaking engagements. You've been speaking at schools. You've been speaking on the radio shows. So tell us how that all came about and you know some of the places that you're speaking, and what are you speaking about? Yeah, so I've been grateful. I've actually spoken at a couple of middle schools, um, at Thuwin High School, you know, Lawrence Middle School, um, just to be able to share my story, the TMF, um, the TMF group, to talk about, you know, the members in there, you know, their life, their life struggles, um, being able to overcome them. I just, it's just crazy to even think, you know, where it all began. Um, I know my dad always teaching me, you know, trust the process, you know, and just continuing, you know, to just stay positive because I really did just start with eight TMF members and to see it grow to over about, you know, 370 TMF members in seven years and to see new faces, people come and go, better their lives. It makes my job meaningful. Um, TMF is like a second family to me and to be able to express our story to different schools. I think it's eye-opening for kids out there, teachers, to know that, you know, a random group of strangers individuals a diverse group can work together to better themselves and lean on each other when tough times can occur you've been fortunate in your life to have a, a number of great mentors uh, in the sports area um, in basketball coach rich Baden at methuen high school is one of your mentors he's now the principal of methuen high uh, out at anna maria coach conrad and coach bear um, but you also had some mentors in the field of addiction uh, and one being dean bruda um, talk a little bit about him and and what his uh, involvement with you continues to be this day Oh, Dean Bruder, I couldn't talk any more highly of him. You know, just a simple text, you know, every couple of weeks checking in on me, seeing how, you know, my day is going. Um, he's someone who has believed in me since day one. I had him as an English teacher back my freshman year of high school. And to continue that relationship, you know, means a lot to me. Um, he's asked me to speak at various middle schools in Methuen. Um, it's just an amazing relationship that I know will continue for the rest of my life. Um, you know, he's just someone who has built inside my head that, you know, anything's possible and just to keep chasing the dream of what I believe in. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty amazing guy. Um, things continue to evolve with TMF. Um, this new thing that just, which is pretty amazing. Um, you're getting a lot of feedback. Um, uh, this Wednesday night supper at the bus station for the homeless is is evolved into an every Wednesday night thing. You've got restaurants involved. You've got the Lawrence police involved. You've got a number of people, citizens and churches. Tell us, what was that whole concept about? And in a very short time, it seems to have become very, very popular. Talk a little bit about that. 
So us TMF members, you know, we're driving around these streets of Lawrence, um, checking out the homeless population. And, you know, we've noticed many individuals sleeping on the benches at the bus station in Lawrence. Um, so we had a meeting, a TMF meeting, and me and a couple TMF members were like, why don't we do like a dinner at the bus station and see how that goes? So we were skeptical at first. We had one car. We showed up at the bus station. We pulled out one table, um, six chairs, and we had about uh, seven, eight homeless people there the first night. And we went to get pizzas at Little Caesars. And we just kind of set up there, and we call it a family dinner. Um, we are now at our seventh family dinner um, to think that Mano's um, different families in the Andover, North Andover area um, you know, Tom Duggan from the Valley Patriot newspaper, um, you know, the Lawrence Police Department stopping by and seeing what we're doing and just to see, you know, how far it's grown in just a matter of weeks and to see the smile on those homeless people's faces. Um, it's an amazing feeling. Um, I'm not a believer in, you know, just serving the food and watching these homeless people eat. I'm more of like a life person. So we will, you know, put that whiteboard up at the bus station, ask questions like who's ready for detox this week, um, who's looking for a bed at the homeless shelter, and just make it a, uh, a family aspect. You know, it doesn't matter if you're in TMF, you know, the one sleeping on the street. You know, we're going to interact during that meal. We're going to believe in each other, talk to each other, and hopefully grow together. We want these homeless individuals not to get comfortable there, but to be able to get out of there. Um, and, you know, I'm just interested to see where it goes from there. Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of people are stepping up right now. It's great to see the, the businesses. Um, uh, you talk about uh, one of my former kids here, Sam Salib, who's been helping out a lot and um, different people coming and volunteering. And obviously people get in touch with you if they want to help out with this Wednesday night um, supper at the bus station. Correct. So we actually have um, the Movement Family on Facebook. It's like a fan, a fan page. Um, you can see our updates there. And you can always um, follow me on my personal page, which is uh, Michael Gorman TMF. And we do up, up updates um, it daily and weekly of events that we have going on. So social media has been really big for you in a variety of different ways. Um, how has social media through whether it's Instagram or Facebook, like you just mentioned, how has that helped um, with some of the stuff you're doing? Oh, it's crazy how much social media can, you know, spread um, just to see like a post of, you know, us eating at the bus station or a TMF meeting and just the amazing feedback or the shared posts and to see all the different towns and people that reach out. It's a blessing. I can't even begin to state all the thanks I have for all those families out there and all those individuals who just shoot us messages of, can I help in any way? It goes a long way, and I appreciate I wish I could go down the lengthy list of people, but I do appreciate everyone out there. Social media has been very kind to us. It's great. When you were, uh, I don't, most people do know that you kind of grew up here at the youth center with obviously coming to work with dad and, and hanging out um, and obviously playing a lot of basketball and things like that. You were in your early high school years when you actually said something very profound to me. You said um, everybody knew you as a basketball player and um, you were obviously an extremely talented player at Methuen High, which carried on to being a two-year captain um, at Anna Maria mm -hmm. and um, setting the school record for most games played, most valuable player your senior year, a number of different accolades you've gotten over the years in basketball. But you said to me, 
I love basketball, but I don't want to be defined as just a basketball player. And I think back at that now, you said that probably in your sophomore year. Why was it important for you not to be known just as a basketball player? I think it's important for everyone to know, you know, who you are as a total individual. Um, basketball was a huge piece of my life. Uh, the youth center was basically a second home for me. You know, always coming here with my father, um, you know, playing in the gym. But it's always, I wanted to be just remembered for just being a good person, someone who would always just want to pay it forward, you know, caring about someone who's going through a tough time. Just a simple, like, hello. It can go farther than what most people think. Um, you know, we just don't know what someone's going through out there. Um, you know, I do live by this, you know, behind everyone's smile. Everyone does have a story. So I just want, you know, people just to pay it forward and ask for nothing in return, but just for someone else to pay it forward as well. You um, have been doing a lot of amazing work at such a young age, at 25 years old. What you've accomplished, uh, many people in their 50s haven't accomplished some of the things that you have done. Um, it is truly amazing. What would be to some of our listeners that are young kids that want to get involved with making a difference? How do you, what, what advice do you have to maybe some of our middle school and high school kids in North Andover here of, of taking that leap like you did and just starting from scratch one day with six kids to what it's grown to now? How do they do it? You know, it starts with the everyday life. Um, it starts at school. You know, the people that are in the classroom with you, the people at lunch, you know, sometimes, you know, we're at lunch and we see that kid sitting by himself at the lunch table. I always use this as an example. But, you know, why don't you just, you know, pick up your tray, you know, go sit next to that individual, ask how his day is going, um, stick up for somebody. Um, you know, you see everyone in that classroom you're with and you see that smile on their face, but we don't know what they go home to. So be there for somebody. As far as the outreach work, um, you know, I did start at a young age, around 18, probably gave my mom a heart attack by, you know, going in the streets of Lawrence, trying to make an impact out there. But it just starts in your everyday life with the people that you care about, meaning like your immediate family. Be kind to them, you know, be kind to people who, you know, life is short in general, but just be kind to your immediate family members, you know, your peers, and uh, just make a difference. Even blessing bags during holidays, you know, if you wanted to do blessing bags with, you know, your mom. And, you know, together you guys write out and give it to the homeless people on the streets. Little things in life. The little things go far, far away. You're never too young to do this. We, uh, we just found a picture of you when you were five years old uh, in the van. You sent a van helping de deliver <laughs> Christmas presents back in the day. Um, so that might have been one of your first community service projects <laughs> you did. Um, you have been selected by the Youth Center staff to be this year's speaker at Youth Appreciation Day. For folks that don't know about Youth Appreciation Day, it's our annual event where we honor uh, between 150 and 200 kids on any on any given year for all the volunteer uh, work they do during the school year. So this year, we have, I think we have 175 kids coming. Um, it's going to be a great day, and every year we we choose some guest speakers, um, and we've had some amazing people over the over the 30 years that we've been doing this. And this year, you've been chosen at the uh, as the uh, guest speaker for that. Uh, it's going to be a chance for you to kind of talk to our young kids and maybe not share your whole story, but talk a little about the impact of, of being um, involved in, in making a difference. Um, are you looking forward to that little speaking engagement? Oh, of course. This is huge. Um, this isn't just speaking at any place. This was a place I was at every single day as a kid, uh, watching the summer leagues, um, just running around, hanging behind the front desk. 
Um, this place has been special to me since I was a young kid, and to be able to you know speak in front of like the next generation and to talk a little bit about you know how to pay it forward and um, the impact you know TMF has made or you know how you can even make an impact. I'm really looking forward to that. So. You continue to grow. You're going back for your master's degree. You're continuing to make some incredible work that you're doing in the Merrimack Valley area, and it's it's really good to see you being finally recognized uh, for that. Um, let me ask you, what's the future hold for Michael Gorman? Um, well, I'm not sure if I have an exact answer. I think getting this degree is the first step. Um, I definitely want to get that. Um, going to continue working at the methadone clinic. I think what's intriguing to me, I really want to see where TMF goes. You know, we've had many places reach out to us, you know, to hold meetings, um, people that want to work with us. So I would love to see where that goes. Um, I just want to keep working, up the, working my way up the pedestal and um, just see where life takes me. But getting the degree is definitely the next step for me. Well, you've clearly done some amazing things. And as I started off with saying, this is why... I'm known as Michael Gorman's father now. Um, you've done some great stuff, obviously. I get to see it every day, um, and I'm very obviously proud of you as well as everybody in, in the, the Merrimack Valley. So continued uh, best wishes in what you're doing. Uh, people that want to know more about TMF, uh, hit Michael up on any of the social media pages or a lot of the great young people that are working with him. Um, it's amazing. It's all genders, races, uh, ages. It's, it's, it's a pretty impressive thing that you've done with that. Um, so with that said, I want to thank you for coming on the podcast today, Michael. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. And we're going to be uh, obviously doing this every week. We're looking for new topics. If you have any ideas, you always can hit me up on email, rgorman at nayouth.com. Uh, this will be posted, uh, obviously, up on all of our social media sites, uh, hopefully within the next few hours. And uh, I hope everybody gets to, to listen to Michael's story um, and what he's doing. And hopefully it'll help maybe some other kids uh, get involved with helping to make a difference because if we all work together, this world can be a better place. As we say with all of the ends of our podcast, too much passion is not enough passion. <laughs>